Over a hill and under a misty mountain, deep within the unceded Musqueam territory of Vancouver, British Columbia, I'm Doug Vandalay with another episode of Comedy Zeitgeist. You can follow the show on Twitter at Comedy Zeitgeist and pester me at Doug Vandalay. Hello to everybody listening on CITR 101.9 here for the first 30 minutes of the show. The nastiest women on the comedy scene in the nicest possible way. I'm joined by Jenny Rubey and Danae did Campbell. Right? Did you I say did. that right? You did, yes. All right. How you both good. going? How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thanks. It's pretty hot today. You know, like weather report, even though we're trying to keep this thing evergreen. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty hot today. Yeah. It's 27 degrees Celsius. 27 degrees Celsius. 27 degrees Celsius. I did not know. It's weird hearing that, that number because like a year ago, like living in Australia, I wouldn't see that as hot as all. It's like a, a, a nice spring day. I mean, when it's hot there, it's like 45. Oh. But um, I guess the city's not built for the heat <laughs> as well. I've never felt 45 degrees. So I don't. It's like I don't. You even don't want know. to. Yeah. Have you ever done hot yes. yoga? It's yeah. like that, but all the time. Exercise once. And then when you go do hot yoga, it's like even, even more. So I've got, uh, I've got written down here. Um, robes comedy. Yes. You started with uh, Ronald Dario, friend of the show. That is correct, yes. Um, so you recently did, uh, if you're reading this, We Are Two Drakes? Yeah, on show? Saturday at Little Mountain Gallery. Can you uh, describe the show a bit for us? Yeah, basically Ronald and I tapped you in, into a very niche market of Drake fans and comedy fans, and we made a show about it. Um, not actually, though. We, it was loosely inspired by Drake, so we just took, uh, there was a couple of elements uh, of Drake that we used, uh, one of which was music. So Ronald and I made a delightful music video, an original song created by Jeff Walter, who's an angel. Um, and then another way we incorporated it was in the last half. We did we took one of his songs and then kind of had the lyrics on screen. And every once in a while, we'd extract some of the lyrics and then make a sketch out of kind of a premise that we got from the lyrics. Um, so like one part was about talking about like a ship's ship sinking. So then we did like a sketch that was like the Titanic and Rose is just like really quick to let him go when they're on the life raft. <laughs> and he's like, wait, what? Like, I thought you were going to make like a thing about it. I'm like, well, you said let go. So I let go. Like things like that. But w- was it uh, mostly <clears throat> lyrics from the new album, the Scorpion? <laughs> no, we took a, a song that we figured people would know the words to. So we picked over. Um, but we did, we, yeah, kind of the running bit of the show was that he was dropping a new album because Scorpion wasn't long enough. So he wanted to do <laughs> even more songs. And so we're like, he's backstage, like he's just super shy and just kind of kept the audience hooked. They, they felt like he was there. Yeah. And maybe he was. I felt super ripped off. Yeah. Well, I would like my ten dollars back. Then. He'll be back on September first. So, oh. <laughs> you know, Janae, I think I, I think I've seen you in the crowd in every show that I've gone to at Little Mountain. Yeah, she's a groupie. Yeah, so I'm supportive. <laughs> yeah, I haven't actually seen you on stage yet. No, no. Oh. I'm shy. <laughs> <laughs> she's very good. She is hot fire. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. So I've I've got three things written down here that are all Blind Tiger house teams. Mm-hmm. Old Money, Sizzlack, and Proud of You. Proud of You is not a house team show. It's not a house team. No. What is the difference? Um, well, house team is like once you kind of go through um, the system, if you will. Yeah. If you pay your dues, yeah. if you pay a thousand dollars to learn how to do comedy, <laughs> you can get the privilege to be on a house team, which is actually really great. There, it's a really cool program. Uh, but yeah, old money and Sizzlack are through that. Once you finish long form four, uh, you could potentially go on to a house team. But proud of you, I'll let you. Yeah, proud of you is a group. I started with a group of friends when we we met in like intro one to improvs. So we barely started. 
um, I had read a book about improv that was probably about it at that point. And uh, we all just really clicked. We were all really different. We had really different styles of comedy. And we were like, let's just do our own show. Nobody else was... Nobody else we knew was doing it at that point. We just started booking a venue and doing a show, and it was just a bunch of friends doing some stuff. You still do that now? No, no, no. We all kind of moved on to different projects, but that was kind of where I started. We did that for about a year and a half, did a monthly show, and you just kind of learn how to grind and write sketches every month and do improv and figure out how to book a venue and put on a show. So, yeah, it was cool. We were just, we were just hustling. Have you uh, finished through this system now? I have. I'm on a brand new house team called Dr. Cousins. <laughs> I've heard of that one. Who's who's yes. in Dr. Cousins? That is. Uh, there's a lot of us. <laughs> it's um, myself, uh, Meredith Emma Brown, uh, Vanessa, Daniel <laughs> Jeffries, um, David Manuel, Ronald Dario yes. is on that team, and Who Graham A. Church. Graham A. Church. All very, very funny people. Yeah, so we're the newest. There's three house teams, so it's Sislak, Old Money, and Dr. Cousins. It's uh, Graham A. Church from Soda Fountain. Yes. Right. We had him in here, uh, oh, geez, six weeks ago now. Yeah. Been going for a, for a while now. Good yeah. dude. Feels pretty good. You keep a bujo. I a do. bullet journal. Whoa, how did you know? Uh, yeah, I keep a bujo. Do you, have, not, do you have it with you? I don't. I have just my basics right now, but right. yeah, it's at home beside my nightstand. I, I'm not as diligent as I would like to be, but I keep it mostly for goal setting and I check in. You should often. set a goal that you should do your bullet journal. I actually should. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kept one for a uh, little over a year to get into some, try and get into some better habits as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I would tick off was filling out the, the bujo for the nice. week. I book guests using my bujo. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. As well. Sweet. I learned about it through Carrie Donaldson of Brunch who learned from it, about it from Allie and Twistle of Brunch. And they're both so on next cool. week. And they're next week, so you can talk about Bujo's with them. <laughs> it's going to be the Bujo show. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably already a Bujo podcast out there with some, like, <laughs> oh. frazzlehead kind of Etsy ladies Yeah. as well. What font did you use? <laughs> what font did I use? How that I I like doing <laughs> cursive with, like, highlighter in the back. That's my kind of... I do kind of like an engineering script. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Try and keep it as tight as possible. Yeah. I, I gotta bring it out, yeah. actually. No creativity in this journal. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I got all of that kicked out of me in architecture school. If you Fair try enough. and be creative for five mm-hmm. years, no one wants you to do it anymore. You know what? Utility is important. This is my, uh, my, my booking. Whoa. What we're looking Let's at here is a oh, beautiful we got Brett journal. Oh, an angel. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I don't know if I can say any of these. You is can say any of them. Oh, essays coming up. Oh. Yeah. Podcast v. Podcast. Very cool. Do you think that the Bujo <laughs> helps with organizing your uh, comedy engagements? Um, Like I said, I'm not super uh, diligent with it, but I will say it did help with goal setting. And I was actually going through... This is a notebook. This isn't a Bujo thing. But I was going through an old notebook with a bunch of stuff we wrote down from Nasty Women. And a lot of them were, at the time, I thought bigger goals. And I was like, oh, we did that. We did that. We did that. It felt nice. Yeah. It was good. Um, so I transcribed uh, an interview someone else from Discord did with uh, you guys. Oh. Um, <laughs> it was nonsense, right? Or the, the transcription yeah. was, uh, was, was pretty hard to translate. Yeah. <laughs> when we were recording it, we're like, this is good luck, whoever has to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, and it was me. I mean, the person <laughs> writing it, I won't name names, just said they were too sick to do it about eight days before it was due. Not to name names, but her and I shared the same first name 
last name or sorry first name middle name and our last names are only one letter apart i did notice that i yeah. thought it was like maybe it was an alias yeah people were like Until do I you write an article about yourself i'm like no we just had like a very similar name i eventually had to say like you need to write the transcript of this yourself because i can't i can't even uh, yeah. <laughs> understand but i know we got something good out of it good but anyway i we learn uh you, you can find that on discord.ca but uh we learned a bit about the beginnings of nasty women and what it's all about but for those who mm-hmm. can't be bothered reading a five-minute article do you want to give us a bit of a rundown of basically we were in a place where we're like a bunch of lady friends we enjoy each other's company mm-hmm. why don't we do something about it and the original kind of um there's two kind of origin stories to it but the main one was the del close marathon was happening and i was already submitting with another team and i was like why don't i just round up a good group of women and so, by some miracle, everybody said yes. And then, so our first show was in New York. Um, and then, but prior to that, there was a show that we did at the Firehall Arts Center uh, for this all-women's theater company, the Virgo Arts, no, Virgo Play Series. So That's we, what I really struggled yeah. looking that up. Yeah, V-I-R-A-G-O. Virgo, like, like, the, uh, like the astrology sign. But with an A in there. Right. Virago. Um, but so we did a show there and like afterwards everybody was coming up being like, When's your guys' next show? Da 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 and we're like, Well, matter of fact, we don't have one and I've been I don't know, talking about it with like quite a few people for some time. I was like, Well, why don't we actually manifest this? We'll manifest this, if you will. <laughs> and make it happen. And so uh, we kinda got the ball rolling. We started, you know, meeting up a little bit before New York, but then Locked down a venue at the Biltmore, which was such a dream. They've been amazing. And we're having our one-year anniversary show this month, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Yeah, after our first show, we all it just felt so magical. I, I'll never forget that night. It was so electric and... Yeah, there was th- there's something really uh, freeing about playing on stage with just women. And I think until mm-hmm. we did that first show, I hadn't done that before. And it was just such a... Yeah, such a safe, freeing experience. I really, really like it. Um, I like playing with men as well, but there's just something so, I don't know, nice about being like, it doesn't matter what gender you play or who you're playing on stage. Yeah. Like, it's just a real good time. It is a real good time. Yeah. We all care for each other. Yeah. Something yeah. Ali said in that in that interview, I think it was, um, I couldn't really tell the voices apart too yeah. well, but um, <laughs> when you're doing improv with like a mixed group you always force into the position of being like the girlfriend or the mom or the sister Very but, much so. but i guess like when it's when it's all women you, you can be anybody yeah, in the yeah, sketch yeah you can be anybody and everything yeah. and have no expectations behind it because mm-hmm. sometimes uh playing on a team with like all guys for instance and like they're all so great so it's not like there's any like weird <laughs> men yeah. th- men hating thing going on but sometimes there is the expectation as like the sole female voice of being like oh god like how do I approach this without being to this or to that where it's like when you have just like all women you're like let's just do the damn thing and not think about it yeah. <laughs> you know so fun yeah. I think too um I've learned that uh women also sometimes accidentally put themselves in those roles as mm-hmm. on them their own because it's happened so much throughout their careers and throughout their lives in different spaces. So I'll catch myself still just being women and mothers on stage. And it's like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. I can break out of this. Mm-hmm. I had a I had an experience early in my career where I was working with and in a sketch group, and we had a female coach, and there were a few women on the team, 
and we were working on the order of the show and she said oh no no we can't have two like female centric sketches back to back and then the next day she was like I can't believe I said that like I she's like I went home realized what I said and was so mad at myself but sometimes you just mm-hmm. you you those pressures of I guess like society I don't know where like those things get in your head it's like oh you can't have like I don't know t- two women doing a fun thing on stage at the same time but it was just like a moment where we all all the women in the group and the coach were kind of like that was so crazy that we thought that that was a thing and it's absolutely not a thing yeah and so we just put so we kicked all the men out of the group no I'm just kidding (laughs) but uh yeah it's uh it's crazy so Mm -hmm. it's really fun to be in a group where we really get to just break down those barriers for ourselves and feel safe and feel really comfortable Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I will say it's just kind of nice because it's like we all just happen to be women doing it. And yeah. it just like I don't even really think about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're just my favorite. You're yeah. all my favorite comedians in Vancouver. Nine of my favorite And I'm married comedians. to a comedian. He's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Let me babe. Can I ask who that is? Yeah, his name's Ryan D. Anderson. He's great. He's in Sizzlack with me. He's, he's an Zizlack. angel. Right. Yeah, he's a good dude. Used to have a radio show on CITR. What's up, CITR? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that the Colin one? Yeah, it was a Colin show. Yeah, it's a good time. Well, this is on CITR right I now. I know. I love CITR. It's good, but it's, it's the, the signal's not so strong when you get into, like, something I've noticed since moving here is because it's so mountainous. You can't get all the radio stations in every part of town. It's true. Yeah. It's like a fun game. <laughs> if you're driving to the North Shore, you're like, what fun radio stations do I get over here? What are the good radio stations here? Because uh, I've been struggling to find them. I go on CITR, but, you know, it's yeah. like the great thing about it. And also sometimes it's weakness. Well, this isn't a weakness. It's just um, because there's such good variety mm-hmm. on this channel. I mean, sometimes sometimes there will be something that, you know, doesn't interest me on there. But uh, I don't yeah. know what to listen to. Like, I don't know what it's... Oh, man. I guess it. It just depends how you're feeling. What mm. if we could run through the whole roster? All right. Let's kay. start at 88.1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Work our way up. Uh, What's saved on my dash? CIBC? CIBC. C- <laughs> you know the bank? Radio you know the station? bank? They have a cool radio station. <laughs> yeah. They go through all of their clients' transactions. <laughs> it's super. It's a huge <laughs> violation yeah. of privacy. CBC radio. They also do some music and they do some cool stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big rock 101 gal myself. Whoa. I love those 70s and 80s and 90s rocks. I like the peak 1027. I think good, it is. That's a good one. We get, what's 104.9? That's Virgin, I believe. Oh. I, believe. I don't even know if we're so. supposed to be talking about this. Uh oh. Okay. Oh, I, I have no. no idea. No, I have no idea. I don't know what yeah. the guidelines are. Yeah. I mean, I, I send this show in. Um, for you anyone under the pre- <laughs> anyone under the pretense that I'm in the studio right now, stop calling. Yeah. But, uh, I love that. I I'm gonna call my mom and be like, I'm on the radio. She's like, What'd you talk about? I'm like other radio yeah. stations. Well, I hope you do because I always I always forget to tell people when the show's on the radio because this will be on in two weeks. Um, because it's like a little bit behind, and I'll remember exactly as it ends. Like, oh shit, I should set an alarm on my phone. Are you allowed know. to swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, CTR is the coolest radio station on the yeah. radio. I haven't got in trouble yet, and this is episode eight, so Perfect. we'll see. Maybe when episode seven is next Monday, which mm-hmm. will be two days ago when you hear this, oh my God, I if you're downloading up. it, <laughs> maybe then I'll get in trouble. I had Mark Hughes on uh, last week. Actually, no, it'll be the Brett Skillen episode <gasps> airing on Monday. He was in proud of you. Oh, he wasn't proud of you. Yeah. He probably didn't talk about it. <laughs> no, I think he thanked me for not bringing it up. <laughs> 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 uh, this hidden past. We, we had fun. 
uh, me and Bray. He was just trying to uh, make sure it was the longest episode. This is pretty cool, though. So this is going to air in two weeks. So we could do like a time capsule for it, like on on the radio in two weeks. This will be this will be available for download on Wednesday, Tuesday. You're right. Oh, how did I make that mistake? (laughs) I was thinking about my uh, my other podcast that we're not talking about right now. Uh oh. Let's name all of our favorite podcasts. Okay. (laughs) What do you listen to in Vancouver? Podcasts. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Retail nightmares. Love Retail Nightmares. I like that one. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. I love Alicia Tobin so much. Um, what else do we listen to? Stop Podcasting Yourself? Yeah. Classic. Classic. Jinx. Jinx. You. Uh, a little After Chef Junior. Oh, yes. Oh, I don't know that one. Yes. Stacey um, McLaughlin. My, <laughs> yes. My comedy other half, Stacey McLaughlin, has a, an After Chef Junior podcast, which is about the the kids' version of After Chef. M- oh, Master nice. Chef. Master Chef. Yeah. So she... They, <laughs> She's think, a member of Nazi Women as well. Yes. Right? Yeah. And Garbage Sisters, yeah, which is, my is duo. their duo. Try and collect as many as I can. What's the full <laughs> We're like full Pokemon. Of, yeah, well, it'll be uh, six next week I've had on the show. Dang. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of us. <laughs> Has it uh, been the same roster since the beginning, or have you, you brought on a few strays along the way? No, it's always been 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 10, 10, that glorious number. Yeah. Except pretty much at every, we've not yet had a show where all 10 of us have been there. And fingers crossed, everybody mm-hmm. says they can do the show on July 30th. So yeah. for the first time ever, we'll have a full crew. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Which is pretty exciting. We're 10 very busy ladies. Yes. Yes. All right. Can, can you rank the, ro- the roster in order of preference? Oh, absolutely. Okay. A ready. Busy-ness. Here we go. Okay. Oh, most busy okay, to least mind. busy. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be the least busy? I don't know. Probably me. Someone's going to get know. upset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of angry emails. Yes. I am the busiest. What What is an, an inoffensive way we can rank the members of Nasty Women? Oh. Um, inoffensive or? Height. 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 Okay, um, Raylan. Yeah, she's so tall. <laughs> so, she's like seven feet tall. Um, Carrie? Yeah, probably Carrie. Maybe Let's Allie. guess how tall they are. Yes. And then okay. I think, you can just say I think I might be two. next. Yeah. <laughs> Number yeah. one, Raylan. Yeah. Number two, brunch. Two and three is brunch. Yeah. Number four, I think, is me. Okay. Then probably Annalise. Annalise. Then I'd say me. You and Stacy. Oh, so then we'll no. say garbage sister. Who's taller, me or Essay? Oh, me. I, I guess around my height. Than. Okay. You, Essay. So me. yeah, me, Essay, you guys. Yeah. Uh, Carla, Carla sweet. and then Carla Raquel Mara. is a hobbit, so that was easy. Yeah, she was fine in here. <laughs> yeah, had no problem whatsoever. Did she have her hairy feet up? Doing like Carla no, I'm just kidding. She doesn't have hair feet. <laughs> <laughs> her and I are moving in together, so I can be. Me. Yeah, it's the talk of the town. That's definitely yeah, the, the right thing to do town. when you're moving into someone. Yeah, uh, moving Raquel, in someone. I, <laughs> I went onto the radio and told them you have hairy feet. Uh, gentlemen listening out there, Raquel is single, so if you're looking. Yeah. <laughs> Hit up her, her Twitter as well for some more insight into. Oh my God, her Twitter is it's so, so gross. Good. It's amazing. <laughs> By gross, I mean the best. It's the only account I follow. I was just gonna say it's like pasta and then like poop talk. <laughs> a little bit of Guy Fieri, a little bit of little Cole guy Sprouse. Fieri, yeah. yes. Oh, lots of Cole Sprouse. She recently yeah. did a sketch where she played Guy Fieri, and I I still think about it. I saved I that photo because I'm like, this just feels right. Yeah. It just looks. <laughs> It was right. too natural. Like, yeah. it looked too good. I was like, the frosted tips and goatee suit her, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't got to see that one yet, but we talked about it on the show because we were talking about Guy Fieri. How long have you both been doing comedy? Math. I think four years now. Four and a half. Yeah. 
probably uh, I think three and a half. I think you're about a year ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah. Quit a job I hated and I started doing comedy. Nice. Yeah. I did the old. Uh, I went to UBC for a time. Loved it. But then I was kind of like, what do I want to do with my life? And I wanted to do acting and comedy. So I'm doing that. <laughs> Drop out of uni, if you were wondering. Oh, I think, I think yeah. we've all been there. I'm going to be the Mark Zuckerberg of comedy. Oh, God. You don't want to be that. Okay, who's better? <laughs> who's better than Mark Zuckerberg? That, yeah. Is the Mark Zuckerberg of comedy just someone who steals people's jokes? I'm gonna like, be are you the fat Jewish? This show's about listing things. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, this podcast. <laughs> we actually had Randy Newmeyer on a few weeks oh, ago, I speaking of lists. So many angels. Ugh, the list. Tr- trying to do as much like callbacks as I can this episode, I guess. We're all uh, just and some name call dropping. forwards as well. We got brunch comedy. We got mm-hmm. uh, yeah. essay coming up as well. Um, I haven't booked Stacy or Annalise or uh, is it Carly Ray? Raylan. Raylan. Why yeah. did I say Carly Ray? Raylan Carlson. And there's also and it's Raylan Carlson. I got it. I got it the wrong way around. And there's also yeah. uh, oh, Carly Ray Jepsen. Yes. which is probably who you right. were thinking. Of. Brett yeah, Skillen's I have had, dream girlfriend. <laughs> I have had call me call me uh, maybe stuck in my head for about five years. So. Yeah. I, think I recently yeah. saw her perform with the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra, and it was magical. Really? Yeah. Did she have other songs? No. <laughs> yeah, just they played that did. song. <laughs> One more time. I threw it in the well. I'm not going to sing it. So they know good. the song. I start to finish. How does it go? Okay, five, six, six seven, eight. eight. <laughs> what is the eventual goal of the... Uh, of, of nasty women do you have oh we got goals yeah, yeah. and they're in all of our bujos yeah we have a nasty um, bujo there actually is quite a lot that we're working towards um but we do focus a lot of our attention on our monthly show mm-hmm. which is you know getting it bigger and better but we do have some cool things to look forward to mm-hmm. perhaps some video content mm-hmm. perhaps i don't know we all get phoned up by lauren michaels yeah, next thing you your know snl now we are at the new SNL. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like a pretty easy goal to, to check off. Yeah, I think um, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. That's it's just, I think for us, it's mostly just pumping out fun, fun, funny shows together. Well, you've worked with UCB before, right? We performed at uh, the Del Close Marathon, which was put on by um, UCB in New York. Um yearly so we performed there yeah yeah i mean that's kind of the the snl of our generation anyway right? <laughs> yes yeah. tell me about it but yeah so we did that yeah maybe doing some more touring would be nice to mm-hmm. go maybe down do a little pacific northwest seattle mm-hmm. san fran portland yeah keep yeah. going all the way down maybe new mexico yeah go down to regular mexico yeah Keep, keep going, going down, maybe in Antarctica, head up and yeah, yeah. <laughs> we skipped a whole <laughs> continent, but yeah, perform for the penguins down in Antarctica. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we float around some ideas about doing a web series. I think it's really cool how you guys uh, all support each other's comedy duos as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, in there is anybody not in a duo? In there's three that are within the group, so that's helpful. <laughs> so you got Carmela, which is Carla and Raquel. Mm-hmm. You got Brunch, which is Carrie and Allie. And then we got Garbage Sisters, which is Danae and Stacey. Um, Annalise uh, is not in a duo. She is not in a duo. Ray Lynn uh, does a lot of solo stuff. Yeah. So if you could, on fire. if you do Ray and Lynn, she has her own duo by Nailed herself. Uh, thank you. 
Uh, I, I'm with Ronald in robes. And then S.A. does not have a duo. She does her own thing. She's yeah, she's so, she's so, she's so busy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She does a lot of acting. If you've yeah. seen a TV show that's filmed in Vancouver, S.A.'s probably in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I've seen any. You've never seen television? No. Wow. What? You're missing out. He's really no. into podcasts. Yeah. And radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard there's some video podcasts coming out as well. Video podcasts? Yeah, on, nice. on it's Twitch. It's just TV. TV. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just The View. <laughs> oh, The View. That's my favorite podcast. Me too. Yes. Oh, it's women fighting. <laughs> <laughs> We're like the opposite We're of The, the View. We're the anti-view. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Ooh that's a good name. View. If, if We're Nasty opposite went, of The View. Is, yeah, we'll be anti-view because they all fight and we the all... The blindness Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh, the shutters. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Well, we're, we're just we're, we're, just we're workshopping it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's good that you guys do support all the groups as well because, like, yeah. like comedy can be a kind of a crab in a bucket mm-hmm. kind of scenario. And I found like in are you Vancouver, quoting chaos right now? Chaos. Yeah, you got the crabs in the bucket. Canadian. I don't know what you're Canadian talking about. Canadian superstar chaos. <laughs> Yeah. I've been here for 11 months. Oh, that'll do oh. it. Yeah. yeah. You're not quite in the chaos phase. That's more like What, 18, what is that? Australia chaos, chaos in West Australia is a horrible racist biker <gasps> gang. <that> stands <gasps> for, <laughs> no. <laughs> it stands for Kill Aboriginals on Site. Okay. Oh, no. Jill's just oh, got no I have so much to learn about the <laughs> yeah. world. That's about it. Uh, that's a nice little rundown of Australia for you. Oh, yeah. But, um, our chaos is quite different. He's, yeah. I think, from Ontario. Yeah. It's K dash O S. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I met him once at UBC actually. It's real nice. nice. But he has a line, a song, it's something about uh, crabs Time in the bucket. It's a funky jam. It's a, it's a real funky it's jam. It's a real funky jam. Yeah. We have fun yeah. here. If you could just like play the song, right? <laughs> Listeners at home, just like put it on your Spotify. Or do, wow, that or do a like, a, like a, a president's choice version where you, it's not the actual song. <laughs> That just got really Canadian uh, right there as well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Eat a poutine mm-hmm. while you're listening to it. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, good time. But you know what? It's not just within the group, though, that I will say that we support. Because I think Vancouver comedy in general has so much quality stuff being put out there. Totally. So anytime the scene in general, like, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. pump up any show. I just want it all to be seen. Yep. And everybody to thrive. Yeah. It's a pretty welcoming environment. Like, I can't imagine yeah. trying to do this in Perth. Like, I feel like I would run out of guests, and I'm sure there's people back home listening now saying I just mm. didn't know the scene enough. Yeah. But it just seemed like people were so angry about everything mm. there. Mm. Just didn't want anyone else to succeed. Interesting. I mean, yeah. it's an easy industry to get bitter in. But totally, yeah. yeah. I think we're in such an interesting position here in Vancouver because the comedy scene is... It's still... Like, the there's a lot going on but it's still fairly up and coming like mm-hmm. you have so many opportunities to create your own shows whereas you go to toronto or new york and it's pretty saturated and mm-hmm. comedians are more hustling to get on existing shows and i think that's the thing too in, in some of those cities it's like they have these institutions mm-hmm. that like it's like oh are you on main stage are you on that like there's kind of like a status or whatever you you're not successful unless you do blank whereas here it's like there's no real like pinnacle or any sort of Thing. it's like you kind of have to make your own success or whatever that looks like for you yeah. so it's pretty cool totally it's so freeing and it's easy to tour from here as well yeah it's pretty like it's pretty close to get to most of the most mm-hmm. of the places in the world <laughs> yeah anywhere yeah you guys are to planes you can yeah. get anywhere <laughs> you can drive three hours to seattle yeah 
It's crazy. You can kayak it is to crazy. Kyoto if you wanted to. If you wanted to. If you wanted to. If you wanted to. My arms. Just for the bit. I did. I just kayaked in, and boy, are my arms tired. Yeah. Guys, ready for a comedy show, and then he dropped dead. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to go down. I think. Yeah. I'd really like to do like a Pacific Northwest tour. Do some. Do some stuff there. We went yeah. down to Bellingham. That was fun. That was so fun. We got to play at um, the Upfront Theater, which okay. is Ryan Stiles of whose line is it anyway fame. Mm-hmm. His theater. But the people there are so great. Yeah. yeah. They were wonderful. He was so cool funny. space. Did I read that uh, you were performing there with Malcolm when Ryan came on stage? Uh, yeah. The, one of the times I went. I've been there a few times now with different groups. But yeah. he. So they have this show on Thursday nights called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, I think. And every once in a while, he'll drop in. So that night, he happened to drop in. And then mm-hmm. when we were there, most recently, he mm-hmm. happened to be there. So a few of us had the opportunity to perform alongside of him, which mm-hmm. was pretty dope. It was really, really cool. I had a good scene with him that took place in a library. It was very nice. It was very nice. I'm so proud of you. There was another scene where there was uh, dead blo- dead, bodies. <laughs> dead bodies floating in the water. You know, classic stuff. Dead Pilates, that sounds Dead good. Pilates in the water. Ooh, that, no, that's a scene. These people are definitely alive. It makes me think of those sort of like... Your hips are so open. You know, those kind of fad things like, like uh, paddleboarding yoga. And we did this thing at this festival in Australia that was like cheese yoga, and it was revolting. It was, it was white like yoga? Cheese yoga. What? So you're doing yoga, and people come and feed you soft cheeses. Which is the last thing I wanted. Explicitly soft cheeses? I don't think it was supposed to be, but by the time it got to me. It's so hot. <laughs> it's just like it actually it. wasn't that hot. It was bucketing down. We were in the catchment area in the country. So shit. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Who That's comes up with this? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna t- I'm just gonna spitball here. Two yeah. two things I love. Cheese, yeah. yoga brilliant <laughs> i get dog yoga yeah do- that's adorable yeah. same with yeah. goat yoga any yeah. sort of animal yeah, okay, yeah, what about goat paddleboarding goat paddleboarding i feel yeah. like goat paddleboarding i would they're yoga. so skittish i feel like they would like jump off the board you know what i mean they yeah. have such good balance yeah mountain that's, goat oh, mountain goat that's the whole point what that's what goats are for goats. is yeah. that for their balance <laughs> that's why we use them uh in planes to keep them I've never been on a plane. So. Or a miniaturized goat in your phone. <laughs> she just kayaks everywhere. She just kayak everywhere. Have you actually never we, been on a plane? We kayaked to New York. Yeah. Well, you can no, get I, the Amtrak. I've, where do you, how do you think I kayaked there? I just loaded up on top. <laughs> I paddled the whole way <laughs> on top of the chain. And they're like, you don't need to do that. And I'm like, I like it. I just feel like I'm part of the team. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. That's so cute. <laughs> we hired a new engineer. <laughs> They're on the roof. Just for the dance? viewers, I'm doing kayaking motions right oh, now. Man. The viewers, they the listeners. Oh. Yes. Oh. So many sketches coming out of the sweet show. The viewers don't usually get a dress. They're usually just sitting outside the window, though. There's two right there. Is that cat? So what was that cat's name? Oh, it's Onyx. Onyx, But yeah. it's not named after the Pokemon. It's named after the mystical rock. For anyone on CITR, thanks so much for tuning in. That's the end of our time slot, but you can hear the full episode along with other podcasts on cavegoblins.com. For anyone else, stick around. We've still got lots more to talk about with... Oh, I've just written Jenna. 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 That's it. It's Jenna. Keep it going. Because I'd written these notes before I found out you were coming. So Jenna and Dene. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> no, I just want to do a little plug for Everything Economics on the Cave Goblin Network. Talia Murdoch hosts this informative and engaging podcast on, you guessed it, Everything Economics, in a relatable and easy-to-digest way. That's Everything Economics on cavegoblins.com. But back to the show. 
Before the show, I asked, asked Jenny and... Uh, <laughs> Say my name fuck, right. Fuck, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I, I asked I asked J and D about a comedic yeah, yeah. influence to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And they came back with the incomparable Amy Poehler. So mm-hmm. what does Amy Poehler mean for you? <sighs> Better question, what doesn't she mean? Yeah, she means absolutely everything to me. Uh, she... Her book came out at the same time that I decided to quit my job and start doing comedy um, because I'd spent my whole life being too afraid to try something that I wanted to try. So she mean, to me, she means taking risks and living your best life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just appreciate so much about her approach to comedy and just kind of who she is as a person. She's just so positive and uplifting and mm-hmm. so... Yeah, she's just supportive of everybody around her, and it's infectious. Yeah. And I really I really admire that in a person, yeah. you know? I think she's maybe a big part of that that shift from comedy being a negative, as we say, crab-in-a-bucket thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, since founding UCB mm-hmm. and uh, helping people through that, excelling that way as well. Yeah. It's like yeah. maybe she was the beginning of this new sort of positive realm. Yeah. Uh, what was your first impression of Amy Poehler? Where did you see her first? For myself, I first saw her uh, on SNL, and then I really fell in love with her because, like, I watched SNL sporadically growing up, and then I saw when she was doing Update was kind of when I was like, okay, she's got chops. When I started caring even more about SNL, and I watched all the like best ofs, and I watched her, and I was like, ah, oh, every character she does is so good and great and awesome. And then I can't, I'm, but I'm just gonna jump ahead and just say like Parks and Rec. It. It's just so good. What are, What are some of your favorite characters she did on SNL? I think the first time I really fell in love with her was I can't remember what the sketch was but when she did the Christopher Walken uh, impression I just remember thinking like that was crazy like not for any reason particular but like as a woman watching this well probably a young girl watching the show like she was up there playing with the boys like she was just being silly and being dumb and not giving a shit yeah and that sketch really stood out to me in my memory, oh, I can't pick like a like a recurring one, but I really like that sketch where she's pregnant, and I think it's Josh Brolin sitting on her at the bar. But it's like a reveal that she's oh pregnant, and she's just like so like like flirty with him, and then after she's got the bed, she's just working <laughs> that pregnant belly. Yeah. Oh, that got me good. So good. But yeah, anytime she busts out her like Massachusetts, like I love that. SNL, the first place you saw her as well. Yeah, definitely. I used to. Uh, sneak out of bed to watch SNL. Yeah, I was just fascinated by it, I think. As a uh, a girl who was very scared and of everything and never really felt like she fit in anywhere to see women being so brave, and I've said it four times now about taking risks, and just not giving a shit was really overwhelming to me at that point. I don't even think I really realized what it meant to me until way later in my life, I think watching female comedians was yeah really inspiring and it was what i always really wanted to be the first place that i saw amy Poehler was as regina george's mother and oh, girls i was just thinking about that <laughs> oh, so, so good. good she i quote that movie pretty much every day every hour on the hour essentially and oh, i'm not a so it's legitimately mom. a comedy classic which is weird to think yeah. about like so it feels like it wasn't too long ago, but I mean, mm-hmm. I was still in high school when that came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually quite some time ago. I think it was, I don't know the year. I want to say, oh, five? Uh, oh, I want to say four? I have the power of, I I have the, power of the internet right oh, here. Oh, nice. Because uh, I'm pretty sure I was still in junior high. 
which is Alberta for middle school. <laughs> I don't know. 2004. Yeah. So, awful. which means I saw it a couple of years after it came out. I think because 2004, I was 14, if mm-hmm. anyone wants to do some quick maths. When that came out, I think I was in that kind of toxic masculinity stage mm-hmm. of being a male teenager at an all boys school. And it was a girls movie. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was older and I was babysitting some kids who wanted to watch it and I realized it was actually like a funny, mm. proper comedy as well. Um, which kind of broke me out of that mindset mm-hmm. as well a little bit. So something I, I mentioned on the podcast last week, and you have that awkward age. I'll use SpongeBob as an example. I loved that as a kid, and mm-hmm. then I got a bit older, and I was like, I'm too old for this shit. Mm-hmm. And then I got older and realized I, that it was actually funny again, and like I'd stopped uh, caring so much about like what people. If you like something, thought. you like yeah. something. Yeah. Age and Mean, mean Girls yeah. is definitely that for me, kind of breakout. Anyway, funny is funny. Most famous prob- probably for her role as Leslie Nope on Parks and Rec, as mm-hmm. we mentioned before, and for probably for hosting Weekend Update. You guys as bigger fans of Parks and Rec as I am? Yes. Enormous. It was I life-changing for me. Parks and Rec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I identify... Who would you be? Uh, L- Leslie was probably one of the first characters I've ever seen on TV that I really resonated with. I was like... I was student council president. I was a straight A student. I was ambitious as hell, and uh, I was always a li- like I was always a little bit put down for it. Yeah. And to see somebody who just a character that didn't give a shit and was exactly that was just so. Oh, it's just such a beautiful thing to see someone being so overwhelmingly true to who they are. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is and really sticking really sticking cool. to their guns. Yeah. 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 Ugh, I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, I like Brent Danowitz before they got rid of him after season one. You did? What did you like about him? <laughs> like, I, I feel like the only thing that show was lacking was a strike guy, and he was such a good strike guy. Mm. In that, like, just to bounce all the absurdity off him as well. Yeah. And I liked how they doubled down on it later. Um, and obviously, season two onwards are just so much better. I agree with you, except I think that that show made a critical mistake in the first, like, season and a half. They defined her character based on how she felt about him about Brandanowitz and their right. her her like love like for him and that she couldn't have him and i think they realized that that character couldn't be what they wanted her to be mm-hmm. unless he was gone it was kind of she had to be defined as an individual and they were only defining her by her feelings for this man that makes a lot of sense i haven't heard that take on no worries before. i've thought about Whoa. parks and rec a lot because as soon as she and she does find another love interest later on in the show but um it wasn't spoiler really alert until guys she, she finds love she finds love <laughs> and, and he's amazing i love Adam. i know so he's great yeah but i mean i don't know i i've uh, me as a person i've been through that as well you you kind of are in relationships when you're younger and you kind of sometimes define yourself by them and then one day you go through a really bad breakup and you're like who am i (laughs) and i think she went through that on that show through the writers i think the writers had to figure out who she was and so having him come and then go is almost a blessing for the narrative arc in my opinion yeah and then on the other side of the coin what happened with andy because he started off basically as a carbon copy of i would say roy from uh the office yeah and then he turned into the breakout star of the show yeah and now, you know, Star-Lord, etc. But kind of similarly, he was supposed to leave the show after the first season. Mm-hmm. But um, people loved him. Yeah. yeah. And kind of similarly, like, Rashida Jones's character was supposed to find herself after him. But they managed to find a way where both characters could kind of be on the show and find their own lives and still do their own thing. Which is really cool. Name a show that has better character development than Parks and Rec, I dare you. 
Oh, probably some Breaking anime Bad or something. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> some like Many. A, well, I mean, One yeah. Piece has eight hundred episodes now, eight hundred plus. There's probably some character development in there. Oh man! But I don't know if I could ever sit down and watch it. That's a job. I gotta go. Yeah, it's a job. I gotta start. That's a job. Yeah, you making fun of my accent? <laughs> I thought no. I actually, I thought you were saying a word I didn't know. So I was like, cool, First a job. That's a job. Awesome. <laughs> oh no, oh, no. Canadian racists with no, Jenny Rivera. No. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Just don't like to be reminded where I came from. WA. Yeah, I come from Washington. <laughs> so so this next note kind of makes me feel bad for writing it after what we just talked about. But uh, she was she was married to Will Arnett, who she played in an incestuous couple with in Blades of Glory, which I so found so funny. Good. <laughs> uh, I thought she was married to Nick Kroll. They now, dated but, after. Mm-hmm. And she, I just I think I just headcanon them because I love Nick Kroll so much. He mm-hmm. comes up in every episode. But yeah, I guess not. And yeah. Apologies for defining her by her romances there, but uh, okay. you know what? It's like you. it's like a comedy power couple, though. You know what I mean? You yeah. got two super funny people, mm-hmm. and then she went and dated Nick Kroll, also great. Yeah, nothing wrong with being associated with people like that. No, not at You're all. You're dating a, a comedian. I am. We got married. I'm dating a comedian. Yeah, we're all da- we we're all, all date each other. Com- <laughs> oh, it's a very incestuous community. Speaking mm-hmm. of Blades of Glory. <laughs> yeah i was uh, that was i try not to get overwhelmed when celebrities that i like break up yeah but that one was very hard for me was it amicable i don't think so yes i was there (laughs) (laughs) i talked her down i said you'll be stronger for this Mm -hmm. uh i don't know it wasn't amicable for me i didn't agree to it (laughs) We yeah. talked through it. I know. Thanks for bringing it's it up. Fine. Um, Everybody's happy. <laughs> We've moved on. Yeah, I think uh, comedians dating comedians is it's it's hard, but it happens all the time because mm-hmm. you that's it's the people you're around all the, the time. It's the people you're around all the time. It's the people that you connect with on a level that you know not everybody um, kind of is so insanely passionate about. Um, yeah, it's funny yeah. sometimes when I look at the things I'm passionate about, I'm like, oh, right. Like most normal people aren't so <laughs> on board with this. So it's nice like having someone who gets it. Yeah, but it is. Oh, whoever Amy Pillow is dating now, I just I just hope she's happy, you know. Yeah. I hope it gets her on a really deep level. Or if she's not dating anybody, yeah. dope. Freaking dope. She don't need no man. No. I had definitely a, not. I had a brief encounter with her at, at DCM in New York. Um, I was watching a show, and I, like, out of my peripheral vision, like, see two little kids. I'm like, oh, they're cute. And then I look up, and Amy Poehler's standing, like, shoulder to shoulder with me. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> And I look at her kids, and they look just like you would think Amy Poehler and Will Arnett's kids would look like. Like, just carbon copies I, I cannot them. imagine yeah. what that would look like, actually. <laughs> Keep imagining. <laughs> just a couple of kids in $3,000 suits or something? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> what do you think of that new season? I haven't watched it yet, because I... I'm I like watch- season four. I did too. I actually liked season four. Uh, I think a lot of people were hard on it because there was so much expectation there. Hmm. You know what I mean? Well, you, you had to watch it. Yeah. Being the Netflix one, you had to watch it sort of all in one go. It was like built to be binged because yeah. it had that the like intertwining story arcs, yeah. which was very satisfying at the end. And a lot of the jokes only became apparent towards the end, yeah. I think. And I just love Paul Rust and he was on the writing team mm. of that as well. I had a lot of laugh out loud moments and that's how I judge if 
a sh- like something's good because like it's one thing I have like my little internal laugh that nobody hears but if I get like an out of the mouth laugh that's how you know it's good and I had a few of those <laughs> today is making a face and I don't know what it means well the new season is probably the weakest one so far but is it, it has uh, some standout moments and it's just a, it's also there. just a it's got a little bit of a dark pole over it learning about what went on behind the scenes yeah. with uh, Jeffrey Tambor yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. etc that sucked yeah <laughs> that sucked and just seeing that more or less the whole cast just bullying her in that interview as well yeah that, that interview was, oh, all of the whole thing that transpired I was like I just don't want it but maybe like Alia Shawcat even more like sticking up for her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well yes 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 yeah. Yeah. also appeared in Broad City back to uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that episode <laughs> oh it's so good okay. that's like something that would happen to Raquel I think yeah <laughs> where she meets somebody who looks like her <laughs> oh, good day. yeah how are you sure that hasn't happened already? Actually, that's a great question. Get her on the phone. Yeah, you know what? She's in Toronto right now, so I'm not going to call her. She's no. busy. It's like Toronto Fringe or something? Mm-hmm. Her, Carla Ma, and Kyle Fines. Very funny show. It was a very funny show. Very yeah. funny show. So uh, what are you working on right now? Great question. We're getting ready for our one-year mm-hmm. Nasty Women show. Which is gearing up to be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. So much fun. Oh, not only is it going to be an awesome show, which it always is, always. if I may too our own horns toot toot. Um, <laughs> but we are gonna have cake we are gonna have a photo booth we're hopefully gonna have a spice girls dance party and by hopefully i mean we are gonna make it happen it's gonna be an event and you're gonna want to be there yeah i said that like a threat yeah. <laughs> i made I like, such aggressive eye contact yeah. with you, Do you know, and you know you're gonna want to be there yeah. being in vancouver it's always a possibility that hayden christensen could show up it's true at any moment and the Riverdale cast is here. Yeah. Maybe Raquel will finally get to meet Cole Sprouse. Yeah. God yeah. Bless. So basically, if you don't go, you've got definitely no chance of meeting Cole Sprouse. And actually, how about this? He's probably listening right now. Cole, hey, if Cole. you're listening, Cole, Hi. we're on a nickname basis. Mm. Yeah, tell your yeah. friends. Come on. See dog. Yeah. Bring Lily Reinhold. I don't know. I don't watch Riverdale. Anyways, Cole, you get in for free there. Yeah. Cole Sprouse. Does he get a plus one if they're identical to him? <gasps> Dylan? <laughs> yeah, he can come too. The sweet life. Oh, another defining moment of my life. I also like to point out that you talked about our show and didn't mention any of the comedy. <laughs> I mean, I said the sh- like the comedy is going to be good, but oh, on top, on of, top that, of it, okay. yeah, I reject. I reject <laughs> my comment. Going over our sketches tonight, it's going to be fun, a little bit dark, yeah. but mostly zany and wild and fun. Zany wild and fun. Is that the thirtieth of July? July 30th. Yeah. At the Biltmore Cabaret. At the Biltmore. Doors at 7.30. Show at 8.30. Mm-hmm. Sketch in the first half. Improv in the second half. Ten boss ladies on stage. Is there <laughs> anything else you'd like to plug? Um, Ronald and I have our next robes show, September 1st. Mm-hmm. That one I'll plug. Oh, and the next Garbage Sister show is, I want to say, October 27th, which is very far away. So um, <laughs> Halloween, get your costumes like, ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be a real fun time, though. We're doing a, a, a fun sketch show. Nice. Yes. As um, always, mm-hmm. Blind Tiger comedy house team show, first Friday yeah. of every month. Really, really fun time. Super fun. So Everyone fun. gets better and better, Yeah. if I may say so. <laughs> you may. I will allow it. Thank you. Sustained. Sustained. <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> redact that. I'm secretly alone. Redact that. <laughs> it just becomes a take loop it, of redacting things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot that we could we could say that yeah, we didn't we want things on the podcast. It. Oh, shit. 
Is there actually something you want to talk about? All that racist stuff. Oh, I was going to say, can you redact the part where I am racist <laughs> against Australians? <laughs> now I'm going to play that up. No! Put some, did- put some didgeridoo in the background <laughs> as well. <laughs> you won't believe what she said. <laughs> I listened to a podcast recently about um, people that lived in like a Mars simulator. And then it was really, and then all of a sudden they're like, I did that for 20 years. What? <laughs> That's just what Australia is. Yeah. Mini Mars. <laughs> Sorry, go uh, on. Anyway, they all they all turned on this one lady <gasps> because she played the didgeridoo. <laughs> but they lived in like probably a room this size. They all like eight people. How and was one that Mars was playing? <laughs> We're gonna put you Mars on is Mars. super small. Haven't you heard? I know it's small, it's but it's so not small. like a beach ball. <laughs> that would be cute. On your own planet, you get there and you're oh, like, that's, oh, that's so much smaller than we thought. <laughs> yeah, you get yeah, your own you planet. get your own planet when you when you die. Oh my god! Yeah, that's I why go. uh, Brandon Sanderson's so good at creating different worlds. I think the uh, fantasy author. Anyway, huh. <laughs> redact, redact, redact. redact. My um, fa- Mormon fantasy author podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Such a niche market. <laughs> <laughs> there are like three off the top of my head. Uh, but anyway, it's because they all went to Brigham Young University, yeah. and Brandon Sanderson teaches a class there. That you're basically, if you pass that class, you're guaranteed to get a book deal. Whoa! You have to have three published works to get into the class. I'm not a Mormon, but I would go to that class. That was Jenny Roubaix and Danae Campbell talking about Amy Poehler. Join me next week when I talk to Ali Andwistle and Kerry Donaldson of Brunch Comedy and Nazi Women and... I'm not sure who we're talking about yet. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Cave Goblins and check out what we're doing over on cavegoblins.com. We've got a Reddit community and a Discord server you can find through our website, so hop on over there. You can find this podcast on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere you listen. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Comedy Zeitgeist. See you next time.